It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Mike Forrest wins the Jarrett Birmingham Bowl. And your biggest heartbreaks. Jim Grobe is the coach of the year. Riley Skinner is the rookie of the year. And the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest are the Atlantic Coast Conference champions. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The Smoke in Miami. Touchdown, Wake Forest. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. The gift that keeps on giving is that intro. Here we go, folks. This is the West and Walker, West and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, and it is Team Week continuing on with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and we're going to talk about the defense. This is one of the units that definitely has kept Wake from maybe some of the greatness they could have reached, I would say, because Wake has had to win a lot of shootouts, quite frankly, because the defense has given up a lot of points. And in 2022, this unit was 11th in the ACC in scoring defense, giving up around 28 points per game. 12th in pass efficiency defense, only mustering seven interceptions, was tied for 12th in the league. They were 10th in turnover marching, which is usually a Wake Forest staple. They forced 29 turnovers in 2021 and only 16 turnovers they forced last year. They had a four-game stretch in which the defense failed to force any of those. They were 11th in opponent first down. So this is a unit that definitely needs to get this thing together in 2023 if they really want to make some noise in the ACC. We talked about the offense and how great they have been as far as scoring in prolific fashion year after year, especially under Coach Ruggiero. So Walker, do you think that this is the year with only four returning starters on that side of the ball that this Wake defense can show some improvement and kind of be at least in the same world as the offense? This was this is one of those situations where even if you don't have a lot of returnees, the returnees that would come anyway were coming from a bad situation last year. Mm -hmm. It's not like that was a great defense. It's not like you want all those guys back helping you out if they weren't fantastic players. They went from forcing the 29 turnovers in 2021, you were talking about, to only creating 16 last year. And I think Wake Forest, Brad Lambert, defensive coordinator, they feel they need to generate more pressure. So now you're looking at somebody like Jasheen Davis. He's a fourth-year DE, speed rush kind of guy that is poised to become perhaps the next big thing on that defensive line, maybe giving you a Duke edgy of four type of production. That would be great to see if he was able to do that this year. And that's really going to help on the back end because Kalen Carson has all ACC potential at cornerback, but he missed five games last season because of an injury. You also have some really nice safety depth. Wes, if you can get any kind of pass rush, I don't think it's this monster gap that they have to make up, right? Can you just get better at generating pressure and then let your talented secondary do the rest of the work. Okay. Cover. You, you can maybe get some coverage sacks so they can really help the defensive line a little bit more. So that's going to be the recipe for success. And I like Brad Lambert as a defensive coordinator. I, I do. I think he did a good job building a foundation of this defense right before he left Charlotte and then moving on. I believe he made a stop at Purdue and then went back to Wake Forest after he spent some time there before. So what do you think about Brad Lambert and what he can do with this 
defensive side of the ball? Well, you look at what he's done, and obviously last year wasn't his best work there, but he still had some pretty solid seasons in Winston-Salem. He's produced some award-winning defensive players, so you know the development is there. But he did continue a stretch last season of teams that he has fielded, defenses that he has fielded with 30-plus sacks and 85-plus tackles for loss three times in four seasons. He's done that. He had Kobe Turner, Rondell Bothroy, Ryan Smender, and Jasheen Davis. They all earned all ACC honors. So uh, he's been able to coach these guys to be able to be productive in some facet. And then in his prior stint, he had five winning seasons in his 10 years. Of course, being on that coaching staff in 2006 that won the ACC championship and produced Aaron Curry, a Buckus Award winner. Also, Alfonso Smith, uh, who's the ACC's all-time leader in interceptions. So uh, this is a guy that I think this is going to be a key year for him. Definitely, he's going to have to bounce back. There are so many areas uh, that they need to improve upon it uh, amongst all the ones that I mentioned as well. You add on to that too, you know, 11th in the ACC and third down conversion defense. That's so key. You have to be able to get off of the field, but they've also got some help coming from the transfer portal. Uh, You mentioned some of the other key starters coming back, but Chase Jones is going to be big for them. He was second on the team in tackles. He had 74 of those. Malik Mustafa is the guy. Got to get him to stay healthy. He's out of Weddington High School. He's a local kid kid, but he is a really good player. Dynamite in a small package. Uh, he is. Talk about Shaylen Garns at safety as well. You talked about that safety depth, but coming from Villanova, 6'2", 280 pounds on the interior of that defensive line. Bryce Ganeas, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but he had 58 tackles, 4 sacks, and 10 TFLs over the last two seasons. And the next great Wake linebacker just might be Jacob Roberts. Coming out of North Carolina A&T, From the transfer portal, this guy is a monster, okay? He had over, he had 218 tackles, nine and a half sacks, 29 and a half tackles for loss at North Carolina A&T. So this looks to be a guy that you can pair with Chase Jones, and he's definitely going to help shore up that defense right away. So Wake, they can get to the quarterback. They were top seven, at least in the ACC in that. But then you get a guy like Jacob Roberts coming in. You get the transfer, Ganias from Villanova. Hopefully he can replace and be almost as productive as Kobe Turner was because Kobe Turner was a third-round pick of the L.A. Rams out of Wake Forest. So hopefully they've got some pieces there that they can build on and some of these new guys step in and can become superstars because that's going to be the key, especially in a conference with the quarterback talent that the ACC has. You're going to have to have a defense that can at least, at a minimum, be opportunistic. That's what you want to look for. If you can't have a defense that can get stops consistently like a Clemson, you at least want to have a defense that can be opportunistic, and that's what Wakes was the year they went to the ACC championship just a couple years ago where they lost to Kenny Pickett and Pitt. You threw a lot of players out. You talked about the linebacker spot. That's what I want to focus on because you already brought up Jacob Roberts with that transfer coming in from NCANT. Mm-hmm. I bring up Brad Lambert, how much faith I have in him defensively, but they also have Glenn Spencer. When he built that coaching staff in Charlotte, what Brad Lambert did his last season, 
that's the guy that I look to and remember what he was able to force with Jawan Foggy, who was a hybrid type of guy. I think had five interceptions that season. You had some talent on that side of the ball, like, hello, Alex Highsmith, who just got paid as one of the best edge rushers in all of football. Glenn Spencer did a great job putting those guys at the right spot. So I guarantee you Lambert is listening to Glenn Spencer and how they want to call the defense. Now you're talking about some actual talent, whether it be at linebacker and forcing takeaways, having guys that can go all over the field, not just get into the backfield, but also work in coverage, whether it be a tight end or whether it be somebody coming over the middle in a zone type of package. Love what Glenn Spencer and Brad Lambert can do on the defensive side, especially with some more talent coming in. If we want to roll in with just one more Brad Lambert quote, he talked about one of the guys that stood out so far, Wes. Mm -hmm. He said this, quote, probably the guy on the back end who's helping us the most right now is Deshaun Jones. The last four games last year really came on for us, and we're playing well this spring. We're trying to build depth at defensive tackle, trying to build depth at corner. We have two guys there who we believe can really play in Deshaun and Kalen Carson. Behind that, that's where we're building some depth with younger players. That's going to be the key. So if you have two corners that you believe in, we just talked about Carson potentially being all ACC. If Brad Lambert is telling you Deshaun Jones is the guy helping him most and you have Carson on the other side, now you're talking about some of these transfers coming in and generating more pressure defensive line-wise. Wes, I, I'm a believer. I, I'm trying to figure out the unit that we break down with some of these teams throughout Team Week. And this is the first Power 5 unit we've had, but I've been pretty optimistic with most of them. I'm trying not to be Homer for every college football uh -huh. program in the Carolinas, but I do. I have some optimism with some of these units that we've dissected, whether it be offense or defense, and I'm the same way with this defensive side of the ball when it comes to Wake Forest. I believe in the coaching staff that's there. I know them a lot better than I know other coaching staffs that we've dissected, but also if you have some of the talent that's coming in, we know Dave Clawson certainly is someone that you can depend on. I think that this is going to be a defensive unit that finally catches up or gets close closer to the offensive unit maybe gets back to creating turnovers even if they're just average at that like you mentioned wake force is going to be a tough out every single week just like they've always been well especially too i know we go and pick the schedule later in the week but when you look at it from a defensive perspective they get some tune-ups to start the year when you talk about elon they'll play vanderbilt which obviously sec team but we're not talking alabama here oh dominion and georgia tech before you have to go to clemson but then hopefully they'll be rounding into shape by the time that back half of that schedule because you got to face Jordan Travis you have to chase uh you have to go up against Riley Leonard you have to go up against Brennan Armstrong and oh yeah a familiar face Sam Hartman also will be on that schedule as well late in the season and then you close out with Garrett Schrader and the Syracuse Orange so this defense is definitely going to have to get into shape because uh they're going to be tested especially late in the season when you could be looking for bowl wins and your defense is going to have to be at their best going up against some of the more premium quarterbacks in the league can I give you an X factor? Okay. If we're going to look at the defensive line, if creating pressure is the biggest thing you need this defense to do, can I give you a Kendron Wayman as the guy that's going to be the X factor? Brad Lambert talked about how he, along with Jasheen Davis, are going to be keys, but... What they want to do is get Jasheen Davis in a bunch of one-on-one -on -one situations. It's important that we use him. This is from Brad Lambert again. Quote, it's important we use 
uh, Jasheen Davis and put him in as many good positions as possible. We don't want to tie him down in double team situations because we want him one-on-one as much as we possibly can. So if you worry a little bit about Kendron Wayman on the other side and you can't focus just on Davis on the other, I think that's going to be a monster, monster production level for him if he's able to prove to be effective this upcoming season. Yeah, Jasheen Davis is going to be a guy, though, hopefully he can take it up another level as well yeah. because that's going to help. He had seven sacks last year, 14 tackles for loss. Man, you would ideally like to see that sack number double, but you at least want to see him get into the double-digit range and then get those tackles for loss up just a little bit more. And 14 is well. already a good place to start. 14 is a great place to start. And so this is a Wake Forest team. I remember somebody asked me uh, a couple years ago, we were talking about Clemson and Wake Forest, and that's when Wake had Boogie Bash, and they ended up being a second-round pick. Of the I forgot Buffalo about Bills. Boogie. Yeah. yeah. And so you talk about the difference between the teams. I said Wake gets a Boogie Bash and once every five, ten years. I said Clemson has eight of those guys, eight or nine of those. And so that's the thing you always worry about with Wake. When we do get a good pass rusher like a Jasheen Davis, do they have a guy on the other side to help him out? And so Kendron Wayman, that's going to be where his number's called. And so hopefully he can step up and give Wake a guy on the other side that teams have to worry about as well. B Money wrote in on the text line, Walker, your homerism is giving me Chris McClain vibes, crying face (laughs) emojis. I'm not, this is who I am. I am trying to be objective going in and then react to the information that I come across, and I feel good about Wake Forest defense. we got a lot of Power 5 schools to go to, though. So, I, who knows? Maybe I'm not as happy or as confident as some of these other units that we're going to dissect in future team weeks.